throughout our life, we make all kinds of connections. From our neighbors to our co-workers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourself? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with host Gord Riddell. It's time to listen and learn. Hello again, and welcome to this episode of Things Worth Considering. I'm your host, Cord Riddell, and on this show, I would like to reintroduce a special lady uh, who has been on the show before, uh, Martez Shembri. Welcome back. Well, thank you, Gord. Well, thank you for our, having me back. Our stress lady. <laughs> You're <laughs> stressing me out. Um, uh, Martez is the author of a book called From Stress to Bliss. Uh, she's a registered massage therapist. Uh, she's a former prof at the uh, massage therapy programs at both Centennial and Durham Colleges here in Ontario. Um, and she, you know, wisely moved on. Um, she's uh, very solutions-oriented in her therapist's approach and is currently studying at the Transformational Arts College in Toronto, Spiritual Psychotherapy. So this woman's a lifelong learner uh, and appears a lifelong teacher from classroom to facilitate and you're you're running the goddess experience in Malta this year. Yes, hopefully all will go well. <laughs> okay, I'm still <laughs> waiting for my invitation, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, you said next year, maybe. Yes, I hope <laughs> to do it yearly if all goes well, and exactly. hopefully we'll get there with all of the, all this uh, other stuff that's happening. Well, I know yeah. that's kind of spooky and scary, it is. and it's concerning. I, you know, I, I realize what's, what's going on. I mean, I'm not dumb completely, but I also think it's really blowing up. You know, like, yeah. it's the usual, you know, my biggest complaint about media is how big we make things to be. You know, yeah. it was a little catfish, but now it's like a shark. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, in fact, I, I just read, uh, uh, this is a, a few days ago when we're recording this, but um, they just turned back like about 80 uh, Canadians at the U.S. border out in British Columbia because they had been in either Iran or in China in uh, the oh last my. like couple of weeks, so they're turning them back, turning us back at the American border. Uh, I didn't think we were doing a border shutdown, but anyways, apparently we are. My goodness, <laughs> it's not shut down. It's just that as long as you haven't been to those places, you know, you're fine. But it's just kind of scary, you know. Yeah, it's getting uh, to the point of almost hysteria, and there's more challenges with influenza. Well, there are. If you look at, you know, the death rate on this at this point, uh, it's actually pretty mild for, for you know, a new virus. Because new viruses are, are often quite virulent when they start out. Absolutely. Uh, until they realize, oh, God, we're killing our host. What are we going to do? <laughs> and so they, it kind of tones down a little bit in terms of the death rate. Uh, this one, like, and compared to SARS, which was about 10%, this is down at like 3%. Yes. You know, SARS now, far it's worse. older people that are being hit, older men who are being, really. Yeah, and immunocompromised people. Too, and should, so absolutely, right? and the as elderly, always. And the children. And children, yes. Yeah, but older men are being yes. hit the hardest uh, okay. on this one for some reason. That I did not hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the just the whole idea of, you know, this thing is wrapping itself around, but it really is the flu, as you said, the influenza, which is why we need to be vac- vaccinated every year, kills hundreds of thousands. Yes. Like it's staggering yes. how many people die internationally uh, uh, every single year. Yeah. You know? And stress doesn't help because that 
suppresses your immune system. Well, telling us about, you know, is it moves that one person by one person, and that's what they're doing. They're giving upgrades by the person. Yes. Well, that's kind of feeding people's stress out there. Yes. They're they're trying to cancel trips, and they're not getting their money back. Uh, That just happened to a couple. uh, I read that was booked to go on to a cruise uh, out of Italy. With an Italian, you know, an Italian uh, tour of the of the land, and they're like, no. And yet, our government is saying, don't go to Italy right now. And I know Malta, who gets a lot of cruise ships. There's one apparently coming, and they're saying it's due to come on Sunday. Um, and they're very cautious; they don't want it to come in. How do you know it's coming right? on Sunday? What do you get? One well, a month? Apparently, um, <laughs> they have times when they're supposed to come. Yeah, on yeah, Sunday, yeah. whatever. One a month. Yes, and uh, <laughs> no, no, actually, it's it's multiple a day. It's amazing the cruise ships yep. that come in there now. Um, but this one in particularly, um, there there was, I guess, an outbreak on it and uh, uh, quarantine. And the princess. I'm not sure which one, right. but uh, they're we're not very naming concerned. names. Yes, so <laughs> yeah, again, it's like feeding the fear, and that fear also just you know that suppresses our immune system. Oh my, it it's, totally. It's, it's, it's a bad uh, vicious circle. Yeah. Yeah, and we're in a we're in a, a rather nasty one, and we're going to find ways to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully, that's the kind of things that are worth considering that we'll give you on the show. Um, now, you have a uh, in your title, you use the word bliss. Now, that's not the Saturday night kind of bliss, right? No, it's not. Okay, bliss is an acronym that I use, um, and it stands for breathing, landing, integrating, stillness, and safety. It's a quick breathing exercises to help people to get into their body because most of us when we get activated and stressed where our mind starts to go off you know it's like we get a tsunami of thought this mm. helps just and 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 when we do that it's almost like the iceberg we're, we're in our heads but we're not in our bodies right so this helps to be able to ground us in our body and to get us to a place of stillness and safety and when we get into that place of feel, stillness and safety then our body recalibrates because otherwise it's in that fight or flight and in that fight or flight state our mind tends to go into worst case scenario thinking catastrophic thinking Big which time. is what exactly is what's happening right now yep. because we're in that place of fear and survival so survival you think the worst that your life is on the line and in some cases in this case there are there's that risk but that risk is lower compared to other things yeah yeah, discuss, yeah right so this is a great way for breathe b is for breathing in through your nose and out through your nose for a count of four or five when you breathe in and out of your nose you need to focus more so on your body so you mind your 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 thoughts become more on your body as opposed to those thoughts so it's like waves on the ocean big waves it's like diving deep into the stillness of the ocean so as you breathe and noticing the cool air coming in through your nostrils the warm air coming out of your nostrils noticing your chest rising and falling noticing your legs your feet on the floor that's when you start to be able to start to land in your body i'm feeling very relaxed right now very good i'm just following you along and then as (laughs) your body is landing you start to integrate and then to go into further stillness we bring our focus back to our breathing we'll notice that there's an inhalation an exhalation and then there's a still point or a pause so Mm -hmm. if we focus on that still point at the end of our breath cycle then our body slows down and then it goes into that place of safety which is really our parasympathetic or cranial sacral system of our nervous system where that's about restoration repair and um, relaxation right 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 well the amygdala has also been really fired off at this point and it doesn't slow down like it doesn't easily 
give up because it's so in charge of our repetitions, our habitualness. Yes. And, you know, whether it's fear or a thought pattern uh, or, or a good habit, like getting up and working out in the morning, all of those habitual pieces are controlled by that part of our brain. And so, you know, like if, it, you know, if you've had a cold, for instance, and uh, you get a cough, even though you feel totally fine and you're out and about, that cough is not giving up yet. It's like, you know, your body's been triggered. Yes. You know, and once once it's triggered, it just keeps repeating the same yeah. thing. So you can get nerve twitches or coughs or whatever. Absolutely. And then if you're always in a chronic state of stress, your body becomes like this overprotective parent or this bodyguard always, you know, trying to love you too much, hug you too tight, trying to keep you safe and protected because its mandate is survival to keep yes. you safe. But it can go to the extreme and go into that hyper state of, of, of awareness and hypervigilance even. Yeah, and once you're in that, then you get the blood pressure yes. and the respiratory yes. and the heart rate and yes. the digestive problems and all those things begin to go out of control. Yes. And when we get those sensations, then oftentimes, too, we, they happen so quickly that our brain isn't able to track it. So we start to feel that overwhelm, and that overwhelm can lead to anxiety. Yes. So this is where it's important where you do that bliss breathing to help to slow things down, to get out of that mind um, thoughts right. uh, and back down into your body and slow things down and get landed and grounded in your body and feel safe again. It's actually, it's the safest place there is, is inside Ab- our bodies. Yeah, it it's is. the first place we leave when we feel unsafe. Yes. And most people are, you know, living in their heads. They're not integrated mind, body, and their spirit. Right, and right. Well, no, that's very true. That's very true. But who, who teaches us that? We don't teach um, our children that. No, that's one of my goals is to try to teach it uh, to people of all ages. And I find when I when I work with clients and I un- help them to understand the nervous system in a very easy, friend, you know, friendly manner, not all these large terms that they overwhelm them. Right. And they start to recognize every time they'll say to me, oh, I'm, I'm in that fight or flight. And um, that's me you're talking about. That's exactly what happens. And then when I explain that to them, then they don't take it so personally. They start to recognize that their body has just become overprotective. It's doing a really great job. Unfortunately, it's doing too good of a job that we need to now uh, kind of that it's dysregulated our nervous system now we have to re-regulate it slow it down because we've gotten used to being in that dysregulated state of fight flight or freeze all the time yeah well i'm glad you brought that up i was just about to say we need to throw the that in about you know the third is a third choice here that freeze yes you know, and we do nothing and people, oh, I don't want to, I'm not going to make any decisions. You just did. Yes. <laughs> you just made a decision not to deal with it. A decision you know? to not make a decision. Yeah. <laughs> and people don't see that uh, uh, often at the beginning anyways, that they're making a decision to not go for it. So that freeze of, I don't quite know where to go with this, you know, is, is uh, it's, a, it's an option. Yes. And sometimes these are unconscious um, core beliefs or belief systems that have been um, established very early in our lives. Oh, and they're we, hereditary. Yeah, right? right? They're exactly. hereditary. And survival-based, yep. right? Yep. And so we default into them without even being consciously aware. Right. So through awareness. We watch what we, our parents did. Yes. And they watch what their parents did. Yes. And on and on we go, back yeah. to the old country. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it really, you know, it may not be hereditary in terms of genetic, but it's certainly, well, well the mechanism is genetic, obviously, because yeah. everybody has it. Yeah, that's our survival mechanism, and, and we need that in real-life threatening situations, but not chronically. 
Not no. where every little thing is is being perceived by uh, by our brain as being a threat to us. Exactly. We're not going to have some pterodactyl or a giant woolly mammoth outside of our cave, yeah, <laughs> waiting to eat us. And it's a and it's a process of awareness first, and then learning the learning about the nervous system and these things to help to slow the body down, get grounded in your body. I call it body mindfulness awareness yeah. and i also teach that with uh, to my clients as well and um, the problem here's a problem i see is is that some people as they develop a, a body mindfulness or even a, an emotional uh, mindfulness mindful of the mindful uh they become hypochondriacs what was that oh my god i just got a little twitch behind my knee i just got a twitch in my you know and stuff like that it's like your body was twitching for years. <laughs> actually, I find when I've shared this with my clients, they actually start to get, um, I find, more self-confidence and because now I'm they I'm sending my people to you. Right? Because <laughs> they start to understand the process of what's going on. And when they start to be able to switch over from that place of, of high stress to getting into that place of stillness, you know, or safety or bliss, then they have more confidence and it builds Right? And they start to live in that place of calmness more so. And so the default, the more you do it, that becomes the new default. Hopefully. The new norm, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I have the hypochondriacs. Okay. Who uh, their, their new norm is, oh, I can feel everything going on inside my body. And that could be a hypersensitivity because their fight or flight is on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There's no question. There's no yeah. question about that. You know, all of them have gone through. The ones I'm thinking about off the top of my head uh, uh, have gone through something major. Absolutely. You know, so they're already quite stressed out. But then they, they kind of become, I think I'm getting sicker and sicker. And it's like, that's not And that's there. when I also teach them the, the integrative part of the, what your thoughts are doing, where your thoughts are actually keeping your, your fight or flight on. Yeah. Um, rather than, you know, you're feeding that fear all the time and keeping that, that fight or flight system going 24-7. And when you help them to understand that awareness of, of thinking you um, um, stress, which are uh, positive stressors, stressful stress thoughts, then uh, they start to change their languaging. And as their languaging changes, you know, the whole, their nervous system does as well. It's an integrative mind, body, and spirit approach. Oh, yeah. 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 Ideally. Yeah, ideally. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, it's a process, right? It doesn't happen overnight. No. Um, the more you do it, the more, you know, you're establishing those nerve pathways. Those are getting ingrained. And do it, it becomes regularly. a new, new default. And your body remembers how to be calm again. Yeah. 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 I haven't been calm since I arrived on this planet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, in 2019 which is just less than a year ago, the World Health Organization listed burnout as an occupational phenomenon. Yes. Uh, that is their words, describing it as, quote, a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. Absolutely. And we all know about these guys right now. They're yes. on, the, on the air every day, World Health. They really monitor everything. Yes. I mean, they're, they're an amazing organization. Uh and they've been identifying stress for quite a while now, actually. Yes, and now they're trying. They're trying to put into place on, you know, great. We've identified it, but what is? What are we going to do to manage it? Um, as far as what responsibilities in the workplace, um, the employers will have on um, uh, working with this. Well, and I think I think it's it's a it's a joint effort all around that not just the, the employee. Um, you know, has to do something, but then the employer, I think, needs to take a look at their own workforce. Absolutely. You know, and take a look as to what what are the stressors that are there, and you know, are people in 
you know, in a job or whatever that maybe they shouldn't be in. You want them there, but maybe they're just doing the wrong thing, which is very stressful for them. Absolutely. Me. Yeah, and burnout, <laughs> Me? And burnout definitely um, reduces professional efficacy. And so it's really important because, you know, you have to be um, healthy, mind, body, and spirit to, to do the work that you, you need to do. And yeah. you're not serving yourself, you're not serving your, your employer, you're not serving your patients, your clients. Or your family, or your, family or your children, well. mm-hmm. you know, your legacy or your heritage. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's like it's, it really is uh, one, it's like one person goes down and, you know, the whole, the whole army uh, unit begins to be affected by what's going on. Yeah, most thing. definitely. On that note, we have to go down for a minute. Okay. Where you're being called to commercial. Um, this is Gord Riddell here with Martez Shembri, and you are listening to Things Worth Considering. We'll be back in two minutes. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, and welcome back. This is Gord Riddell here at Things Worth Considering on uh, Voice America Talk Radio. And I'm here with uh, Martez, the author of the book, From Stress to Bliss, and so we were just talking about uh, the World Health Organization and their listing of burnout as an occupational phenomenon. Um, now, in 2018, uh, the American Psychological Association analyzed several studies that looked at burnout among uh, health uh, service providers. Uh, its researchers found that anywhere from 21 to 61 uh, percent experienced signs of burnout. 
That's staggering. It is staggering. 61%. Yes. So you have tired, burned out, failing to think people who are dragging their bums to work uh, to try and take care of the rest of us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's a... Uh, I mean, certainly I think people who work in any service industry, like in terms of social social work, medical practitioners, psych practitioners, like right across that gamut of making sure that our bodies, mind, and spirits are healthy, are, are just so susceptible to burnout. Absolutely, because you think of not just dealing with the physical aspects of it, but listening to the stories of, of the people, right? And then that can lead to another thing altogether, um, which is uh, secondary trauma or, vi- or vicarious trauma, hearing all the stories of all the people over and over and over again, day after day, year after year. Well, especially, you know, anyone who's involved in frontline work, whether it's as a therapist who's doing, you know, uh, uh, like, for instance, grief counseling, where there's been, you know, a plane crash or a tragedy, a shooting or whatever, um, you know, through to, through to actual ER work, uh, the ambulance police, um, the paramedics, I mean, my God, you know, what they see and have to encounter on a daily basis, you know. Um, I I know that we just lost a police officer to suicide uh, in about the last two weeks. They made an announcement. And I I just find it so tragic, you know, that, uh, but that's the whole male thing, unfortunately. Yes. You know, which plays into, that's another show by itself, but our inability to say I'm hurting. You know, yes. So and how and that's also sad. That a lot of people won't um, with healthcare providers. They often will say, "Oh, I'm okay," and they'll take on more rather than taking time off. Of um, course, they'll look at other people and say, "Well, their their issues are, are worse than mine." You know. Have so you ever asked a, a guy how he is who didn't right. say, "Hey, I'm good. Right. I'm fine." Yeah. I think yeah. he'll be dragging his leg and his bleeding all over the place, and he's still good. Just a flesh wound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it really, just it just grazed me, you know. Yeah. Um, yes. It's dangling there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's how we're trained. Yes. That's how we're trained. There's so much shame involved in a man showing his emotions, especially in front of other men. Oh, for sure. You know, that's especially in front of other men. So It's really quite sad, right, that they can't, they feel that they can't um, be themselves and be authentic and own their feelings and own what they're, rather than, you know, they're so conditioned. It makes women also, though, very uncomfortable, you know, because don't forget our primary socializers are women, <laughs> you yes. know, our moms yes. kind of thing. Our dads are not a great example, obviously. They still have that stoic piece yeah. of uh, many of them. Anyways, it, it is changing. It is evolving. But I think that women still have an expectation uh, uh, very unconsciously of putting that the male as protector, male as provider. Oh, look, it's way up there. Gord, could you come over and like get get a ladder and pull this down? And also there, no. I think there's challenges too in, in, in relationships that are male, you know, male, female, where, you you know, the mother might be trying to honor a young boy's feelings and the father's like, oh, come on, you know, you toughen, know up. toughen up, toughen up. And, Absolutely. you know, you know, you should be just, you know, walk disciplining him. Or, just walk or, it off. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, of that inner dialogue that goes on in a guy's head, too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, two guys, you know, the, the man's hurting and, you know, he's, uh, you know, going to, you know, go out with the guys. He's not going to talk about it. He's going to go and drink beer. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's what we do. And thank goodness it's changing. It's changing. It is. Yeah. It is. It's changing very, very slowly. It has to be really right across the board for that to, to happen. 
like right across the board. So women's expectation of men has to change and men's expectations of themselves have to change as women are also changing, you know, in terms of entry into the, the system or whatever. Um, you know, I think what's important, uh, you know, is is in, in understanding this, um, uh, like this study that came out, that came on the heels of a 30-year study of 9,000 practitioners. And that uh, over half of the therapists that were sampled for that report uh, reported moderate to high levels of stress and burnout. Over 30 years, half of them were burned out. That's astonishing. That's not not they didn't burn out over 30 years. That was a study has been going on of 9,000 therapists. So that's that's a lot. That's staggering. A lot, a lot, yeah. Um, you know, um, the, the idea you had said about compassion fatigue, you know, yes. I think you brought that word up, uh, once, uh, with the therapists take on the pain and suffering of others. Um, I think, I think a lot of people right now due to our, are watching television and having instant access to war fronts and children in agony, uh, old people, you know, starving, uh, I don't know that there's a compassion burnout. Absolutely. It's an erosion of our, um, our emotional, physical and spiritual wears us down. And it takes, it takes such a toll on healthcare providers with what they see. Um, And they're not able to refuel themselves oftentimes. No, No, I think you just become numb after a while. You know, so that you can continue to, you know, show up for the ER. and Yeah, and it affects, um, it's a decrease in their ability to feel empathy, which in, in that in those situations, you really need work, empathy. And also, it's not just empathy towards your patients, but also to your co-workers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it affects the relationships between, in, in those cases as well. Oh, it's self-empathy. And then also, then that spills over to your loved ones. Yeah, right? it's not going to be there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Once you go numb... You kind of you can't selectively be numb to this and not numb to that. Absolutely. If you're numb over here, you're going to be kind of numb. Excuse me, kind of numb to your children. Mm-hmm. And my my thinking has always been, who's helping those people who've helped so many? You know, all those people that have given their lives to helping other people. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to have the proper provisions in place. And I'm so grateful that who is finally the World Health Organization is finally recognizing. You know, burnout. Compassion right, fatigue, right. and starting to make it more, um, make uh, employers more responsible, and and aware of it, and, and trying to create um, solutions. Yeah, um, I'm not sure that they're instant though, because no. money's involved. Yes, <laughs> really. Uh, However, it's it, it is um, it, there's there is a benefit uh, to doing it because I think it's uh, the cost of caring. Um, there's, I think, 500,000 people that are off on um, every, any with with compassion fatigue and burnout, and it's, I think, a cost of 51 billion dollars to the economy. That's staggering. That is huge. That's huge. huge. Yeah. And it's and it's stress related. Absolutely. Well, I mean, as, as we said on other shows, 90 uh, percent of people showing up at their GP's office is because of stress related illnesses. Yes. And that that includes colds, flus, to chest pains and heart attacks. Yes. You know, uh, vomiting, uh, uh, you know, gastrointestinal Anything problems. that's of resting, digesting, reproduction, repair, <laughs> okay, which are all under the umbrella of our... Um, lifestyles. Our lifestyles, but it's also our parasympathetic nervous system, our cranial sacral system, mm. uh, which is the opposite side of the fight or flight. 
So when you're in your fight or flight, the energy is going to uh, mobilizing your body for fight, flight, or freeze. The energy is not going to resting, digesting, reproduction, repair. So that the energy is not going there. Those systems can become compromised. And what are we? What's showing up at doctor's offices when people are stressed? Problems with resting, digesting, reproduction, repair. That's exactly. our basic physiology. How yeah, and, and they're not easily repaired. No. That's the problem. And in fact, I think a lot of, a lot of uh, GPs, I mean, they're brilliant, but there's, there's just some things we can't really get a handle on as to what's going on. Well, especially when the longer they are, the more chronic they are, the harder they can be to, to fix. But yeah. if, we, if we get it early, then there, there's always, the body's actually quite phenomenal. If it's, if it's relaxed, and the, then it's got the, the energy is going to the immune system to, to heal itself. But if it's always in stress and and the immune system's not getting any any um, energy to 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 heal itself, um, it's like empty gas tank or empty right, battery. Right. right. Yeah. Once you once we begin to lose that energy, it's really hard to recoup it from inside. Yes. I mean, that's where you know learning meditation and energy work and and stuff like that. You know, it can be done. But it's uh, yeah. Once you drain out, you're draining out just like yeah. a battery. And it's really important also to receive, especially as healthcare practitioners, you're all typically giving out. And it's really important to to receive um, through healthcare practitioners, whether it's through psychotherapy, whether it's through body therapies or body um, oriented or integrative therapies like massage and craniosacral therapy or other other things of touch. Touch is quite powerful. Yes. And we underestimate um, the the power of touch and the the ability to to you know receiving from somebody else but yet there's so much hangs on on uh, with boundaries and ethics and yes. so on with with touch yes uh that one second too long of hugging somebody can turn into a sexual charge yes it you can know? and not yes. as in a charge yes. as in a you've just been charged with sexual assault yes for that that you know uh you know hugging somebody too long i mean the client always has to break it you know start it break it so they're in charge, but then there's our boundaries. You know, not every therapist wants to hug people. No, <laughs> right? Exactly. You know, yeah. uh, or you know, if you've been doing you know excessive body work and you're all sweaty, like. And oh. in fact, uh, some therapies are not allowed, such as massage. We're not allowed to to hug our clients. Yes, well, right. uh, you know, I mean, there's there's uh, there's huge arguments on both sides of that. Yes. One is because of the effectiveness of touch, um, that you know, an affectionate touch with somebody that's been having a rough time can be very very healing. But at the other end of that is that can also be perceived, and the, uh, you know, as as a uh, violation, and therefore yeah. it becomes incredibly stressful. Yeah. You know, and you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and it's also looked at sometimes as a crossing of the boundaries of the therapeutic relationship, which is, you know, that power differential. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that's why that's why the client has to be the one that breaks. You know, if you're yes. hugging a client, it has yes. to be them that initiates. Yes. Like, it's not a, unusual, you know, for me to get, uh, you know, could I have a hug <laughs> kind of thing. And, and it's like, absolutely, they initiated it. But the moment I feel that change in muscle tone, Boom! Yeah. Break it. That's you got to break You're it with aware them. Aware of that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't, then yes. if it starts, if it's, even for one split second feels yucky or feels like it went too long, then you get somebody you know who can run with it and get you into a lot of a lot of difficulty. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I think that in other ways that the no no touching policy is is a safe policy. Um, 
I think that it also creates self-reliance on the individual mm-hmm. to, to self-soothe. Yes. You know, we're not always going to be there self-soothing or to soothe them, I mean. Yeah, to <laughs> um, manage and, and cope. But, but learning, yeah, learning how to self-soothe, I think that's part of the, the whole, you know, safe and effective use of self. Yes. We need to know, just like we were a little kid that rocked ourselves to sleep, you know, that's self-soothing. Yes, and that's part of building resiliency, right? And, and, and having tools that you can do to, to uh, re-regulate. Yeah, and you need to you need to have that resilience. You know, yeah, there are those there are people who are born with you know a little bit more resilience than others, uh, but at the same time, the nice thing is resilience can absolutely be learned. Absolutely, and that's one thing that we definitely I think in the future need to start teaching at a very young age. A so, very young age, yeah, yeah. yeah right? Like if you when you fall on your face, just learn how to bounce right back up. Yeah, yeah. Too many people are willing to stay down. Yeah, you know, uh, and they victimize themselves. Yeah, and, and also like, people too, are wiping their shoes on my back. Yeah. Then get up. And also, uh, sometimes too, what happens is when we fall or we have something traumatic happen, our body will naturally shake to try to release that that uh, tremoring. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a tremoring, and oftentimes we think, "Oh my goodness," and we try to stop it. Well, it's actually a, a really positive way that your body is trying to release that 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 energy from your body in a healthy manner. And there are now even exercises like TRE, which is tension trauma release exercises, that help you to learn these neuro to bring on this neurogenic tremoring to release trauma from your body as well. Right, right, right. So, um, all right. So we sort of looked at physical symptoms. Quickly, you know, like exhaustion, insomnia, headaches, gastro, teeth grinding, all those kind of reproductive. Um, mental cognitive, that's that's about the impaired ability to make decisions or think or take in new memories. All of that's a cognitive thing. Emotional, I think we've been really talking a lot about that. What about spiritual? Spiritual with uh, burnout is that pervasive sense of hopelessness or helplessness. Um, a lack of meaning, a lack of purpose in one's life and in one's work, um, loneliness, um, a loss of self-worth, and a rendered ability to feel um, empathy towards others. Um, And there's problems with personal quality of work and work relationships. Right. Um, So we're really defining depression here when we start talking about the spiritual stuff. Yes. Yeah, which is kind of the action uh, action, uh, outside of the body. Uh, Those are the things that we would see in somebody. But then that's also, we're not very good at recognizing those things in ourselves that you just said. Things like, you know, loneliness or lack of meaning or, you know, people can easily sit in a boat lost on the sea and not know what's going on. And that's why it's so important to talk about these things, because when you hear it, you think, oh, you start to recognize it. Right. And if you don't have any context for it, you just feel, as you said, lost in a, in a sea when when and then, you know, but when you talk about it, and also these are resources or tools, or these are what you can do. Oftentimes, even there's there's spiritual depression, which not many people talk about that, um, and, and that I think you know comes into this place of you know wondering what's happening, you know that helplessness, that hopelessness, that lack of meaning, that lack of purpose. Right. I hear that often, so often in my work, um, it comes out with people. Um, it's very prevalent and not talked about. I think enough. Well, it is. It's true. It's true. Uh, and yet that is, from what we know so far, one of the only ways of really healing it. Because 
Uh, although SSRIs, uh, you know, antidepressants may assist in a very short term, they're mostly ineffective for burnout. You know, other than stabilizing somebody until they can get get going with their resilience, <laughs> you know, it's it doesn't work. It really does require uh, talk therapy. Yeah. And on talk therapy, I'm going to talk us out of this segment. And uh, this is Gordon Riddell, and here with Martez Shembri, and you are listening to Things Worth Considering. We'll be back on the other side of these commercials. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, Gord Riddell here at Things Worth Considering, and we're talking with uh, Martez Shembri. She is the author of the book, From Stress to Bliss, uh, specializing in the whole area of burnout and burnout with healthcare workers uh, or anybody who's in the taking care of others. You know, a lot of people they'll consider themselves to be you know caretakers or whatever, but they're taking care of their parents mm-hmm. as their parents are aging and, and becoming ill and so on. And that's a huge group of people out there. That's a great. You know, that's that's coming great. along the gray-haired set. Uh, one in four of us will be over the age of sixty-five by twenty thirty. That's, that's astounding. That's one in four. That's like staggering. Uh, Finally, I'll fit in. But uh, (laughs) yeah, that's that's uh, that's quite amazing. So um, you know, I think that you know, you're hearing healthcare worker or whatever. Don't don't limit that to someone who's working in a hospital. And and I also want to mention too is uh, teachers. Oh my God! Yes, right, teachers. Right, they're huge here. Absolutely, they're 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 
taking care of a lot of a lot of individuals a yeah, lot and of, a lot yeah. of burnout there. A lot, a lot of, of our burnout. future uh, people. Yes. They're they're training. That scares me actually right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, those that take care of others is a really <clears throat> large umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, one of the things that really happens here is that as I think we we begin to feel some of the early stages of burnout is we just ignore it. Yes. And it's, oftentimes it's, it's a bad day. Yeah, and oftentimes as a <clears throat> uh, as healthcare professionals we're used to taking care of people and what we tend to do is take on more. We do take right. on more take because on more. we've got a Jesus complex. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. That somehow or other we're going to like save the world, and we can barely save ourselves because we don't know how to swim. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I really uh, I understand that completely. Yeah. You know, um, and I think that that's something we need to come to terms with is is that you know we have a limitation as to how many people we can help. Absolutely. At any given time, you know, some of us, if we had our way, we'd have an entire ward in a hospital just for us. Yes. You know, to take care of, you know, all right, everybody into bed now, and then yeah. everybody get up. Um, everybody, so you know, this whole thing of being such an individual, uh, as everybody else is trying to make us not an individual, gets in the way of all of this. Oh, definitely. And that's why it's so important that we have to know who we are. And take care of ourselves and not feel guilty about taking care of ourselves. It's, exactly. it's a matter of safe, effective use of self as, as a practitioner. Um, and it's fortified totally by boundaries. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I no taught a boundaries. course last week on boundaries. Yes, you did. Or it was part a of it. Good, yes, you did. You were sitting there. On you know, yes. And uh, if you remember the, uh, the, the sticker I have sort of on the front, it says, no, it's a complete sentence. And I love that. I yeah. absolutely love that. Because most of us have yeah. to explain away why we can't do something. Uh, no is a complete sentence. And in fact, I use that with one of my uh, my clients. And they literally looked at me and went, really? It was like giving them permission to say no. How rude. Yeah, yeah. right. People are like, oh, my God, he's so rude. He just goes, no. Um, of course, it's and, and, and the other thing I but I also um, it, it comes to mind too is that not only do we take on more, but oftentimes within the workplace, more and more and more is being put on people. Oh, there's no right? question about that, right? Yeah, and so sometimes you can get into what's like you know um, uh, other stressors, like moral distress, where you know you, you want to say or do whatever, but you can't for other reasons. Right. Right. So there's that stress that, you know, that extra stress. Sometimes we, you know, yes, we do take on a lot, but often because we're so capable and, you know, more and more is piled on to us. We're the because mature we look, ones. Because we look good. And oftentimes <laughs> it's the people that look good and, you know, look like we have it all together are usually the ones that are, are just hanging on by a thread. What are you trying to tell me? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, well, it, it, is. it is. Take time for treatment. Treatment is, you have to think of treatment as health care and self-care, safe, effective use of self. And sometimes you need to put it in the, in the, in the context of safe, effective use of self that, um, you know, to take it out of that place of self-care. Because sometimes self-care can be uh, misconstrued as being a luxury, pampering or fluff and, you know, that's Absolutely. not it at all. This is like the oxygen mask, you know, that we're warned about on the planes. You need to put that oxygen mask on you. Not right because now, Because otherwise, be. otherwise, yeah, yeah. <laughs> otherwise, you can't help anybody else, right? Yes. You need to take care you of yourself. You have to take care of yourself it's first. imperative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think a lot of people know what that means. You know, I don't think a lot of people have any idea 
even what their self is, what their self requires. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't give people permission to uh, to have needs. Yeah, and 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 with self care, the way I the the way I um, present it is, I have a self care treatment plan for your mind, a self care treatment plan that includes your body and your spirit. So mm-hmm. not a, just a blanket. So now let's get specific as to what's what are the stressors in your life right now? What are two or three in each of these areas? And then okay, what do we what can we do as as far as solutions or um, uh, Things to build tools and build your your what I call your self care toolkit that can um, you know the tools to help you get through um, yeah right and not go to that place of burnout you know think of your your body and your energy as a battery you know you wouldn't let your cell phone <clears throat> battery drain don't let your own body's cell drain yeah right? because the more it drains the harder it is to replenish we don't think of ourselves that way though no no we're, we're unlimited yes. But when you start to talk about it and and, and, and educate people and start to show um, to explain to them in these in these terms, then it shifts their paradigm in which they they look at their their health care. And so when you recognize self care isn't just a you know just cognitive, it's it's body, it's physiolo- physiology that your 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 nervous system is reacting rather than responding. It's reacting to stress and 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 in a in a manner that is thinking it's protecting you, but now, you know, it's kind of work. It's like almost like a, the autoimmune system where it's you know it's attacking yourself. It's not beneficial to self anymore. But when we start to understand that there's ways, you know, through understanding and through tools and understanding. Uh, how our physiology works, our nervous system works, then we can utilize these tools um, on a regular basis that it becomes part of our life. So there's all the creative stuff. Yes. Music. Music, absolutely. Um, I say to people, create a playlist of of music that makes you want to dance. And and you don't even have to get up and dance. You can sit in a chair and just let your arms and, and, you know, for those of you who may have uh, physical issues with knees or or joints or whatever, you know, um, dancing it's amazing where your where your where your spirit just kind of takes over, and it shifts the channel and it shifts you into your parasympathetic that part of our nervous system for restoration and repair. Um, uh, even if it's just for listening to music, you don't necessarily even have to um, have to you know get up and dance. Music therapy is also very very healing. Uh, that's another area that's now really starting to take off as well. Um, gentle exercises, not anything that where your body's thinking that it's in that fight or flight state. Gentle things like restorative uh, types of yoga, for instance, um, going out in nature, right? Um, I think the biggest thing is it has to be non-judgmental. Yes. You know, like it, sometimes, you know, dance or art. Oh, I can't draw. I can't. You know, everybody can draw. It just may not look like Rembrandt's, you know. Right. But, um, you know, I think it's that, uh, you know, it has to be nurturing, nourishing, uh, fun, uh, maybe challenge you a little bit. Let's face it, we want to learn. Uh, but it, it has to be free of sort of traditional judgment stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think some stuff like art, uh, uh, dance, even composing music or whatever, uh, uh, singing. Uh, so, oh, I can't sing. I can't. I can't even hold a note. Of 
course you're going to hold a note here. Yeah. Here's yeah. a C, hold it. Yes, you know? yes. Uh, we, we all have opportunities and, and possibilities, you know, to, to do that without judging ourselves for being inadequate. Even that only th- adds more stress. Even things like journaling. Yes. Journaling. And I, and I say to people, you don't even have to journal in a book. You can just journal on a piece of paper and then shred it or burn it in a safe manner just to release that from your body. People um, are terrified they're going to read their diary. And that's why I say you can you can shred it or burn it in a safe manner um, just so long as you help to get that, that those stressors and those thoughts. And those, a, lot of, a lot of it's a lot, a lot of negative self-talk. Um, and this is about switching the channel. It's about self-care. It's about self-love. It's about being compassionate it to ourselves and, and recognizing that your body's doing the best it can. We have so many messages against yes, this. Yes. You're being selfish. You, uh, you know, how come you get to do all of this? The rest of us are going off to work. You know, um, I think that, that those messages are very ingrained in And we're society. not being selfish. We're actually being self-est. You know, well, the, peop- the people who are observing that, though, don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. No, do they see us as a model that is one for you know for learning? No, they they see us as well. For starters, it's all about selfishness. We're not there for them right now, right? And they want us to be there, so right. they they judge us for taking care of ourselves. I agree one hundred percent. You know, Absolutely. like you have to take care of yourself first mm-hmm. to be able to take care of others on an ongoing basis. Um, anybody can do it. You know, in a short period of time, and go full out. But you're gonna. There's a huge price to pay. Absolutely, and if we don't take the time to take care of our body, our body will take the time. <laughs> you it know? will take the time, really. <laughs> right? It'll oh, take look, the time. Here comes a virus it, called yes. influenza. Yes, yeah. or you're. You know, you'll you'll have or an you'll throw accident. Your back out so yeah. Or, have an accident or something yep. or come down with an illness. And you know from accidents, me. don't you? Oh, I do. Yes. This lady had four major accidents. Yes. 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 Uh, and she is walking yes. beautifully. Well, uh, yeah, well, I have I, my moments. We have yeah. our moments. So we have our moments, and that's when I start feeling pain. I honestly, I start thanking my body and thanking my knees for all that they do. Right? It's again that positive self-talk because it's amazing how it switches. It start the pain starts to to ease up when I start thanking my body of what it's doing. Right. Um, again, it's that mindset. Mindset is huge. Well, right? I think and it's appreciation a, think it's and gratitude, right? And gratitude for what our body does. 24-7 without our conscious control, right? Rather than being annoyed and angry with it for for it uh, not serving us as we think it should, rather than maybe taking that break and, and giving our body a rest to recover and restore itself. We're just going, 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 going all the time. And as I said earlier, oftentimes there's a lot of pressures at work. There's no boundaries. People are constantly texting you or phoning you at all hours of, you know, there's no personal time for you know, even Sundays. We don't have Sundays as that one day to just absolutely. Chill out. You know, people and people expect you to respond immediately. Yeah, and that's an unrealistic. And they get really, really. Why are you mad at me? Because I didn't do it right away. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just like wow. I'm just trying to like breathe. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think attitude. I think our attitude about how fast our world is 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 projected onto other people. Well, right now things are changing in a you know, weak at, at the rate of what we should change in five years, yeah. right? And our body is not, it, you know, hasn't evolved um, to accommodate for that. No, 
right? No, it's and still so doing that. that also like, contributes to the, the, the illnesses of yeah. mind, body, and spirit as well. I think our attitude, though, I think our attitude plays a really huge role. Absolutely, you it know, does. When we get up and we go, I got to go to work again today. Yeah. Is how did your body just take in? Rather than when you wake up in the morning, before you even open your eyes, just start to say even one, start today by one simple thing that I'm grateful for. And that could be even just breathing, having another day. Um, and then each day add another one or two. Or I'm like, incident. oh my God, I'm still alive. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked. And, and also, how can I serve? Right? We don't think of how can I serve, how can I be of help to people. I want to know who's serving me, right? coffee, first right? of all. Yes. And then I'll talk about that part. <laughs> yeah, after that. But this is after you do your gratitude in the morning. And you'll be amazed at how just that shifts your energy. And it's actually, you know, preparing you for your day. Yes. Right? Your mindset. Yeah. And even in the evening, having a journal of gratitude. Um, again, switching that mindset. Journaling, I, I absolutely love journaling and meditating. Um, I have another acronym that I use in my meditation called MAGIC, which stands for meditating, doing affirmations, gratitude, intentions, and connections. So, you know, each day or Those once a week, so, you know, trying to at least keep in mind, you know, trying to do my MAGIC. Yeah, you know? try and do your magic yes, yes. so you can go out and do your magic. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's It yeah. really uh, doesn't take a ton of time to do this no, either. No, no. And it's in just to help. And, and it's so easy. So many There's so much negativity, but it's so easy to help people to, you know, change their mindset. Yeah. You know, by just encouraging them. And it's, you know. Well, it's, negativity is a way of avoiding it. Yes. Oh, I don't have that kind of time or I don't have the money to go to a gym. Who said anything about a gym? I said, yes. go for a walk. Exactly. You know? All I said was move your body. Soak in the tub. Epsom salts. Sure. And um, they also have these great uh, places now, flotation tanks, um, which are great sensory deprivation. Oh, I've you're, been in them. They're, they're amazing. They're basically they're putting your, they're like a, like a reset for your nervous system. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're a reset for panic if you say it, find your way out. Oh, well, uh, I've not had that experience. Uh, <laughs> Okay. We'll talk about that another time. Okay. Uh, uh, it was an interesting experience, though. Uh, but I have done I have done those uh, uh, sensory deprivation tanks. Those, hey, listen, this goes back to the fifties and sixties. Well, the, you have They're just the, the newer back. ones. The newer ones uh, are like a really neat pod. So everything's yeah, it's a new a new the new designs of these. Oh, okay, they're, okay. These were the kind recent, of like kettles with a big. If they're from years it. ago, I'd, I would encourage you to try the newer ones. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was pretty But also weird. too, we you know it's great to do all these things for our bodies, but also you know what are we also putting in our bodies not having uh, foods that are so stimulating um that are keeping our nervous system up you know uh less processed foods or stimulating foods caffeine you know staying hydrated um hydration we're so much of it is 80 something percent of water i know um, which is you know we're selling off and yeah. we don't have enough on the planet and and the key i think is removing- we don't have enough time on the planet i have to hate, hate to cut you off but they're going to cut me off. Okay. So <laughs> thank you for coming. My pleasure as yeah, always. Yeah, it was great. Yes, uh, yeah. I love talking with you. My and, honor. Thank uh, you. You know, we certainly agree on a lot, an awful lot of stuff here. Yeah, and um, for people to get professional help when they need. Absolutely. That's the other thing. Absolutely. Right? Now, you can get in touch with uh, the show here at uh, info at spiritgrows.ca, uh, also through the Transformational Arts College in Toronto. Uh, you can just Google us, and you will find us there. And uh, I'll be back next week with another episode of Things Worth Considering. Have a great week. Bye, everyone.
Thank you for tuning in to Things Worth Considering. Please join your host, Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are. 